0: Welcome to the Betrayed, the Addicted, and the Expert. My name is Brannon, and I am the Expert.
1: I'm Ashlyn, and I am the Betrayed.
0: And
2: I'm Kobe, and I'm the Addicted.
0: All right, so today's topic is is very interesting, I think. We're talking about what, what to do when the Betrayed relapses. And so, Ashlyn, I want to just turn it over to you. What, my, my question is, is what does that even mean? What, what does it mean when you relapse?
1: So it's, I think, a tricky topic because I didn't even know I could relapse because I wasn't the addict. But uh, for me and how I define it for myself is old behaviors, which um, before we learned the skills of recovery. um, So acting out in the anger, the craziness of betrayal, trauma and what it brought. Um, for right. me, is the right. relapse.
0: Well, think of the word relapse. It's to to lapse again, to to go back, and and so I think um, you can really get hung up on on the shame of it. I I work with women who who think, you know, don't say that I relapse. He 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 relapses. I'm not equal to him and how wrong it is what he does, and and we're not saying that in any way. Um, we're just saying you go back to the old behavior that's. That's destructive and harmful and causes you suffering and pain right and that's that's what what a relapse is for a spouse right yeah so
2: what what did yours look like I know that because there was um, I mean certainly you'd have a relapse after I would disclose but it's so like, for me when I too.
1: in the years before the 14 and a half years before we found real help when I was told of a relapse or I was triggered I had my own stuff going on it was isolation um, I would attack, and then I would isolate and pull back. And so that connection was absolutely gone. And there, I mean, there was no, we're not talking about this, because I'm, I, did, I was so numb to my feelings that...
0: So you were shut down, shut you were down. isolated. Totally. You weren't processing your feelings. Nope, because
1: no. I just didn't want to feel them.
2: So you, it sounds like you were completely stuck. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I remember even going to, we, we saw, we, we, before we got specialized help, we saw three different therapists. But the last one we spent like a year and a half with... And I remember um, that my addiction was, was known and it was a topic, but we kind of danced around it. But I remember her, this therapist saying to Ashlyn, so Ashlyn, what what are you, what are you feeling? What, what emotions are you feeling? And, and
1: I had she none. Just, she'd
2: just say, I don't know. She'd shrug her shoulders like, I don't I know. Couldn't, I didn't know
1: how to figure out what I was feeling. So, yep. yeah.
0: You're resonating in a at a level of apathy or deni- you're just in de- denial, shoving yes. it all down. So, yeah. So So, I want to what you're describing Ashlyn is common that's a common way for a spouse to relapse is to shut down maybe get passive-aggressive go into denial Um, there there are other ways that um, a spouse relapses and things like um, getting really angry and maybe getting violent Um, having sex like just having more sex to try to feel safe um, and so, so there, there are unhealthy attempts at attachment to, to try to soothe that emotion. So it's the opposite of shutting down. It's amping up in an unhealthy way. Okay. Um, and so there's other things that, that people do. And, and, and I guess the point is is whether, whether you shut down and isolate and get passive aggressive or whether you try to have more sex or more connection in some way, um, what you're not doing is actually processing that emotion in a healthy way and doing real self-care um, and so that's that's what a relapse is is when you're stuck in that place so I wanna just walk me through Ashlyn the the process of, of a relapse so like what are some things that could trigger a relapse um, and then like like you say you shut down how do you come out of it or do you stay stuck for a long time just
1: Yeah. Well, so for me, I think the first step was even what is the trigger for me? And I had to define those things. And honestly, I didn't realize I had to. I thought he had to.
0: Hmm.
1: And so for me to sit down and say, actually, this is what's triggering me. And we actually created some boundaries from that Uh that made me feel more safe. And so knowing that, um, knowing the triggers will help. And, um, and and I wanted to say
0: your triggers
1: are unique to you. Absolutely, totally
0: right. Like a certain song might mean something to you that's yeah. totally triggering. Old
1: movies that we used to watch together that I see now and I'm like, well, how did we watch this? It's terrible. Like the right the whole you know. But and if it I were if now. I were
0: to watch that movie, it'd mean nothing. No, yeah, I'd just yeah. enjoy the movie. Exactly. Right? Yeah.
1: Exactly. So. Um, where?
0: So. so so those things are what triggers are, right? And I think, Ashlyn, what you're talking about, old movies, um, you have a trauma response to things. And a trigger might just come up out of, out of nowhere. You, what, what does it feel like when you're triggered? Can you describe that?
1: Yeah. So for me, it's physical. It's also the emotion of it. And so I know what my body does. It's probably different than what your body so does. So what does your
0: body do when when you I go get in...
1: really hot. Okay. My chest is like on fire, and I start to shake. Okay. And all
0: good signs that you're relapsing into. <laughs> uh, trauma, yes. Right. <laughs> you yeah.
1: are going into a different person. I'm morphing. So. But but we laugh at
0: that. It's really hard to stop and get mindful because your your brain is, is going into fight or flight. It's ready to huh? to do yeah. something. To stop and say, "Okay, hang on." This is just a trigger, right?
1: Right. It's really hard to do. Um, another thing is that broken record in my head starts going and playing. And even when I started to learn these skills, it was hard to turn it off uh-huh. at first. Like, I recognize that it's happening. I'm feeling all this, but how do I make it stop? Uh huh. <laughs> so if that was the first thing for me. Just what's the, what's the
0: theme of that broken record? Like, what are, what are the thoughts that, that keep coming in?
1: Um, shame,
0: uh-huh. I'm not good enough. Um, oh, right? that
1: was the biggest one. What's wrong me? with me? Yeah. yeah, it is my fault. And um, why can't I get over this? What well, All right. sorts of different things. Yeah.
0: Right. Do, you, do you, and again, you're different than other betrayed, right? Yeah. Do you, do you obsess about him at all? Like, uh, you know, do you obsess about I'm angry at him or if only he were different or.
1: You know, I start to go into a, some like creating up my reality and assuming a lot of things uh-huh. so um, just the other day I started like making up this narrative in my head of something that was years and years ago that I finally just had I have to tell you what's going on in my head like this came out of nowhere but
0: that's good here it is <laughs> it's good you can recognize it as that obsession and that uh, that assumption Yes, right? that's your that's your trigger it's your trauma response yeah right? um, okay so so I wanna shift for a second over to you, Kobe, and just ask you, what do you do when she relapses?
2: Oh man, so, so I'll tell you what I, what I did do and then what I, what I now do. Okay. Um, I, if she went to this place where she was angry, um, I would shut down. And, and what I realized was is that I, I was very codependent. Mm-hmm. And so anytime she would give me furrow brows or she would like call me a name or she would just lash out at me, I would shut down, and my shame shame narrative would just spin, which is, she doesn't love me, she um, is rejecting me, I'm unlovable, um, and and I would think, okay, that probably means that, that, that we're going to get divorced. Mm-hmm. It would go from <laughs> from from furrow brows to divorce in like point two seconds. Okay, so okay? so there she is in shame and
0: fear, uh-huh. triggered, and your response is is shame and fear right? <laughs> your own shame and fear exactly, your own stuff yeah. exactly and
1: we're not talking at this yeah. point <laughs> no you're
2: you're all just yeah. both of you just got, got your own totally. stuff going on in your own heads. and right? I'm more like deer in the headlights kind of a thing as a rule that's what I would be like like, oh my gosh like what's happening here because because again that would play off of my, that, that core belief that I had for so long of I'm, I'm unlovable mm-hmm. and she's rejecting me mm-hmm. that was my belief for, for 30 almost like 39 years almost 40 years and and so that's how I would would act, or I would um, occasionally I would like lash back. I would I would I would re- react to her, right. and, um, and and it would become this argument in which case one of us would like stomp off within minutes. Right. But it was never really a battle. It was kind of like we would both like lash out, or I one would lash out and I would respond. So that's how it used to be. But now, um, when I've recognized when a relapse takes place, I realize okay. This is coming out of North, and 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 in my head, I would say, okay, this is, um, this is a shame narrative, this okay. is a spike narrative because this is this is not Ashlyn, so something's happened. Okay, and this this most recent one that Ashlyn referred to, where she was where she was, um, triggered, and she said, okay, I'm really triggered right now. Like, I got to tell you what this is. My immediate thought was, oh my gosh, seriously? Like, I've got to do this again. Uh-huh. And and the exact second after that was, just be quiet. And just show empathy and just listen. Right. And so I just listened, and my only thing I, I said was, That sucks. I am so sorry.
0: Right, right. Uh, so, uh, what you're describing, Kobe, what, one thing a, a therapist who understands how to treat betrayal drama, um, we know this. We know that if a wife comes in in crisis, that if we jump into like fixing it, or we jump into telling her how crazy she is because she shouldn't feel the way she's feeling. What
2: she, <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm oh like, no! I'm like you are missing. Going. Oh no! That's like disaster. Like, <laughs> it, yeah. It's over, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. What What we know is we need. What we need to do when she's in crisis is hold space for her. Just hold that space. Let her feel what she's feeling. So they can. She can then start process and work through it. And it's easy uh, as a therapist to do that. When you're the spouse, when you're the addicted, and you have all this shame it's really difficult because you feel so vulnerable yeah. you, you you don't want to hold that space for her yeah. And that's exactly
2: what she needs totally and, and I will say this because of the codependency issue I would very quickly make it about me You're right in, in the past and I've done a lot of work just just in the last like two months on codependency realizing that that I'm in control and I'm responsible for my own emotions but but I can't allow Ashlyn's emotions to hijack me and so I have to not only give her space but I have to realize this is her stuff. This is not mine. Well,
0: okay, so it is about you, and it's not about you. So, okay. Okay. So, so let me differentiate those two. Um, she might, she might be triggered by a, a song she heard because she knows that you listened to that song with another woman or okay. something. Totally. Um, that's something that you did. Uh-huh. It's something that's true. that you had a part in. That's right? true. And so you can own that. You you can say, look, no wife should have to be so triggered by a stupid song like this, I own that. I did that. And I'm sorry. It's not about your Mm self-worth. It's not about you. It's not about who you are as a man, who you are as a son of God. It's not about that. And so if her trigger, her pain defines your self-worth, you're not going to be able to hang in there with her. Totally. And you're not going to be able to own the part that is yours yeah. to say, "Yeah, I did do that and I own that and I'm sorry." Yeah. So she needs you to show up and and own what you need to own mm-hmm. that's yours, but she needs you to also show up as who you really are with your worth, right?
2: Yeah. That was so, a part that was that was really mentally challenging for me in that moment because it was like having to to just essentially just just take not not take it, but just be there without saying anything right and to say, okay, this is this is this is just a moment, and all I need to do is just say, I'm so sorry, like right. this this sucks. That was hard, but how did it, I mean, how did it turn out?
1: Oh, it, I think it was great for both of us because we both did it in a way that was helpful mm-hmm. and it was so distant from how we used to be. Totally. Mm-hmm. And, and I do
2: remember feeling like afterwards like, I, I really think we came in, in that particular moment. We came full circle, um, and meaning, meaning, it started out. Ash was triggered. We, she talked and she shared, and I was able to give her a, a, as as much space as I was able to, so that she could process. Right. And then it, it kind of came to a conclusion, and we were in a good place right after the fact. But I had to really constrain myself to say, okay, this is, I'll, like you said, this is a, this is cause for me. This is a springboard for me because it was right. But this is what she has to process, and right. it's not her rejecting me. It's not her getting mad at me. Right? Any of those things.
0: Now, I do want to. I, I think an important point to make right here is, um, you know, I asked I asked a group that I was running. It was women who were just starting off in in recovery, and the question I asked is on a scale of one to ten, ten being complete peace. Um, you know, how much is your peace, and and your just like your okayness connected to him and one thing that I wanna wanna say here is that um, a lot of our our audience are women who are who are married to guys who are not in recovery and um, you can find peace and you can process through and 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 get through these triggers and these relapses even if he's gonna respond in a horrible way even if he's gonna blame and turn the tables and gaslight and all of those things, as long as you have your healthy boundaries in place, you can say, look, like I, you're calling me crazy, you're saying I shouldn't feel the way that I feel, I do, therefore I need to take care of myself, and regardless of your response to me. Now, it is nice if the addict or if the husband can hold that space and help her process through it and work through it, but it's not always the
2: case, mm. right? That's what yeah. really it wasn't the case for us for so long.
1: Right. And this is so new long. for us to do it this way. So, right. Yeah. Super, new.
2: Isn't, Super it, new. isn't
0: it so much better?
2: Totally. Yeah. And, and I will say too that, that um, what was it, six, six seven weeks ago, after I relapsed for the first time in 29 months, that was also another case case study of, of what to do. And Ashlyn, I think, handled that brilliantly. Um, because she didn't relapse but she did essentially what you talked about like okay she, she didn't she didn't call names she didn't lash out she didn't throw anything she just gave herself time right. to process and, and that
0: was in her control right it had nothing to she do was, with you she was
2: absolutely like she was feeling and we and I could see it and I know that you you felt it but um, you owned it meaning like you gave yourself permission to feel all that stuff and I could see that you were feeling and I was also feeling but um you did awesome with it
0: right I mean mean, what what we're after here is called interdependency which is she's an agent unto herself and can can take care of herself if she needs to yet she is affected by and connected to what you do and Mm -hmm. vice versa Mm -hmm. right and so as as you work through a relapse or a trigger um, if if he's if he's not there for you you still can take care of you right right? so that's the goal Um, is there anything else Let, let's talk in terms of self-care okay so you're noticing that kind of the the obsessive thoughts the trigger what what are some things that you can do to calm yourself down to take care of yourself to process what that trigger is
1: so for me it was just getting out of the house like the space if that's where it remove happened remove yourself
0: from the environment yes okay. I remove that's myself
1: um, I also have two people that I can go to that are safe for me and I can share and just say I'm not asking you to judge or fix but this is what I'm feeling right now it's so important we we call each other our shame partners mm-hmm. and we just share without judgment whatever it is there's no yep. fixing yep. any of that
0: um, like complete safety in those relationships exactly yep Excellent. Um, so, remove yourself from the situation. Make a phone call.
2: What else? Anything else? I mean, the the last one for you, me. You, I mean, for like, me,
1: I just need time by myself, and that's not probably everyone's thing, but
0: everyone's different with this. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, things like. Nature, yeah. You know? I mean,
1: I think that's it. Like we went skiing, and it was like, oh, I'm, I feel amazing now. Fresh air, the mountains, yes. like just getting, getting out, getting back, right? To that,
0: yeah. Um, music helps. Um, prayer, just different things like that. Exercise. Exercise is an excellent one. So, so it's to be able to stop, say, I'm triggered. I need to process this. Now I really need to practice self-compassion and do things that I love that make me feel, feel alive good. and feel yes. good. So absolutely. All right. So what what I'd like to say is this. A trauma response is automatic and um don't should yourself out of out of relapsing. Did that make sense? Meaning like
2: I shouldn't be relapsing here. This is silly kind of a thing. Right.
0: Your your brain has these responses to protect yourself, right? And uh, but you can. You, you've heard Ashlyn today talk about how you're dealing with your triggers so much better, mm-hmm. right? And instead of it turning into just a total shutdown, isolation, um, it's turning into something where you're self-reflective and you understand yourself better. You're more mindful, and it's it's really help. You can move forward and you can overcome these triggers. Right? right? Um, another thing that I I'd like to say is that every trigger or every relapse that, a, that a, a spouse has, that the betrayed has, is a great opportunity for the addict. Because right there, you can hold that space and it's, it's step right into that and create safety for her in those really hard moments. Mm-hmm. Consistently, mm-hmm. you're gonna create safety in your relationship and rebuild trust. Mm-hmm. So if you look at it as a burden, if you look at her as crazy or just shut down or then, then you're missing a huge
2: opportunity. Because on the other side of that, I mean, you can, you can really connect. Absolutely, like really connect. She has pain. She has fear. Hold that for her.
1: And mm-hmm. I will say that's gaining that empathy is a, that shot us into recovery even more when he started showing huge, huge empathy for me. Absolutely.
2: I mean, I've worked. One of the things I've worked for is to be safe and trusted, right? And so, although we haven't, an, and, and to be super fair. Ashlyn really hasn't had a lot of triggers, like, at least in the in the last twelve months that I can remember. I can think of two. But but the point is though, is that like you said, when that does happen, that's an opportunity for the addict to be there. But for me, what that says is is you have an opportunity to gain some big headway in being safe and being trusted. Absolutely. And leave yourself out of it and just be there and you don't have to say anything, you don't have to fix it, but just be there and just empathize. I'm so sorry. I'm so yep. sorry. I own what I own my part in this. I can see why you feel that.
0: Right. the The best way to build safety and trust in the relationship is to be able to show up in those
2: vulnerable moments. To just mm. sit in that vulnerability with her. That's so good. Yeah. That's so good. So. Very cool, guys. Um, thanks for being here. And if and, and if you have heard anything that resonates with you that that speaks to you, share this. There's so many who are the betrayed out there who just need help, need hope, need skills. We really believe that in this you're gonna find some really great um, some really good skills to, to apply. So if anything of this has, has helped you, please share this because you never know who this is gonna help. All right. Thanks guys. All
0: right. See ya. Bye bye.